So, uh, how you doing? Just fine, Vaughn. Look, man, um, you're the dean of pledges. You're president of the chapter, right? Now, my cousin, tomorrow, he's going to be a gamma man. You're going to see to this, okay? Look, I know you know better than to threaten me. I'm shaking. Hey, look, Julian, man, you're a simple, weak motherfucker, but that's besides the point. Listen, if you fuck half pint, I fuck you. Oh, is that right? Well, let me tell you something. I am a Greek, and I don't play that. Now, I'll deal with half pint, after which you and me are going to come to blows. So what, you want to rock and roll right now, hey, I'm boss? here. Julian, forget him. He's not worth it. What's with the bodyguard, man? You talk more shit than a little bit. Back to Mother Africa. That's bullshit. Without question, we are all black Americans. You do not know a goddamn thing about Africa. I am from Detroit, Motown. So you can watch Tootsie, your monkey ass, back to Africa if you want to. Welcome to CBN Movie Night. I am your host, Rain Coleman. This podcast is a carefree black nerd movie club where we review and critique movies, both nostalgic and current. Today I have with me Tanae, Aspire TV online contributing writer, slash blogger, and podcaster, Tanae Talks of the Tanae Talks Podcast. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I am here. Yes, she here. We here. And uh, we'll be going over the 1988 cult classic School Days. So go ahead and let the folks know who Tanae is and, and where they can stalk you online uh, professionally. All right. So <laughs> hello, everyone. I am so happy to be on the Carefree Black Nerd Movie Club podcast. I love everything movies. Um, I am originally from Flint, Michigan, a.k.a. Fly City, okay. currently residing in the Big D, Dallas. <laughs> I have my own podcast called The Tanae Talks, where Tanae talks and you listen. I talk to interesting people. People about interesting stories and uh, it's a very it's a very fun podcast it is a digital platform where I talk about um, taboo topics in entertainment and current events mm-hmm. and I really 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 love to talk as you can see you can follow <laughs> me at www.tanaytalks.com on Instagram at tanaytalks.com and on Facebook tanaytalks that's t-y-n-e-e-t-a-l-k-s alright alright so of course guys as usual those links will be in the show notes so while you're listening to this episode have some conversation but check out her links and uh follow get some merch uh listen to the show subscribe and all that all right guys so before getting started i want everyone under the sound of our voices to use that hashtag cbn movie night when you're listening to this episode share your thoughts and your opinions on the episode and the movie uh be sure to give your answers to any other questions that we pose to each other during the show and, uh, yeah, let's make this a conversation. So, School Days, a uh, bit about the film. It is at an historically black mission college. The activist-minded Dap, played by Lawrence Fishburne, immerses himself in a world of political rhetoric and social movements. One day, he hopes to rally the students as a united front. At the other end of the spectrum, Julian, by Giancarlo Espinito, the I said that very blackish. Uh, <laughs> they, 
<laughs> that guy. No, he's the head of the biggest fraternity on campus and is more concerned with maintaining a strict social order. In between Dapp's conflicted cousin Half Pint, played by Spike Lee, spends most of his time rushing the fraternity. <clears throat> this movie was released on February 12th of 1988. The budget was an estimated 6500000 And opening weekend in the U.S., it made about uh, 1802656 And it made a total of $14.5 at the box office, which... They made a profit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They it, doubled. Yeah, so that's, I mean, hell, what more can you ask for? Because was this his Spike Lee's second or third movie? Second? I want to say that it was his second film. He did Do the Right Thing, and then I believe he did this. Okay, and then what's the one with Denzel? Uh, Yeah, I think that's the one. Malcolm X came in 92. Okay, well, yeah, this is up there. This is one of the earlier. Um, Now, again, uh, School Days is a 1988 American musical comedy drama. Filmed, written, and produced and directed, excuse me, by Spike Lee and starring Lawrence Fishburne, Giancarlo, I'm not gonna say that last name, and Tisha Campbell Martin. All right, so school days, school days. Uh tonight, give me some initial <laughs> thoughts. How how old were you and what was your initial thoughts on the movie? Okay, so when the the film was released, uh it came a day before my birthday. So mm. I was born on February 13th mm. and the movie came out February 12th. So mm. it was just shy of my third birthday. Oh. So I was three years old when it came out. <laughs> I didn't actually watch the movie until later on in life. So I probably watched the movie around eight or nine years old. Okay, when, okay. You know, because back then my uncles were into a uh, uh, recording on VHS tapes. Yes. So yes. they had everything. They had Breaking. Yes. They had, what's the movie with... Um, uh, Russell Simmons about Def Jam. Um, Crush Groove. Crush Groove. So we go. all those. So one <laughs> night, yeah, I was able to dig in the crates. They still had crates back yes, then. Yes. And my <laughs> uncle, my one uncle was a DJ, and my other uncle was just hot out in these streets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when I would go to my grandmother's house, you know, mm. I just dig in the crates, and I happened to watch the movie, and I instantly mm. fell in love because mm. it was a musical. And if anyone knows me, I'm also an actress. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and I have been in musicals. So you put musical mm-hmm. and acting together. I'm all in yes. but I just really love the singing it really made me want to join mm-hmm. uh, for te- uh, excuse me a sorority oh and this was so back then I was like eight or nine mm-hmm. a different world was still out okay so I'm watching a different world mm-hmm. I discovered this movie mm-hmm. and I'm just like oh I yeah. can't wait yes. and initially and eventually I end up going to an HBCU okay okay and did you pledge a sorority I absolutely did I wonder which, which one <laughs> which uh sorority was that so I um I didn't pledge at the HBCU. I ended up transferring hmm. to a state school, but I pledged uh, the first and the finest Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Okay, okay. Which is interesting because yes, yes. in school days the the gamma rays mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are essentially supposed to be the AKAs. Yeah. Which are, you know, light skin, mm-hmm. long hair. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a dark skinned girl on there. That, okay. And they yeah, they called her the wannabe. That's what the other group called mm-hmm. her. Which was supposed to be a take on the Delta. So sometimes I am questioned mm. uh, because I am a dark skinned woman and a stereotypical mm. oh, this is you're this is supposed to be light skin. Yeah, yeah. So I, I get rave reviews. I know like sometimes people will say well, you look like a Delta, but you mm. act like an AKA. I've, mm. I've seen, I've heard both sides of the coin. So mm. it's very interesting. Okay. Looking at where you are now today versus eight years old, watching school days and then watching a different world. 
with you ending up or finding yourself at AKA, was there ever any question like, oh, maybe I could be a Delta or like did anything? Um, I never had, um, I never wanted to be a Delta. And I think it's because I was surrounded more so with mm-hmm. AKAs. Okay. So in high school, mm-hmm. well, going back to middle school, I end up right before I got to the ninth grade, I end up getting recruited for the AKETs, mm, which is a team, right? Yes. Which is, you were in the Alpha Esquire. So these were teen clubs where we're from that were sponsored by uh, groups of the Divine Nine, which are the. Uh, historically black Greek organization. Mm-hmm. And so I was in the AKETs, and so I kind of just was steered mm-hmm, towards mm-hmm. AKA. Later on in life, I realized that there were people close around me that were Delta. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Miss Day and ISP. Oh, she was cool. a Delta. I didn't know that. Yeah, she was a Delta. Mm. She pledged at Fisk. Okay. Um, my guy sister wanted to be a Delta. Mm-hmm. I, but like I said, I was always around the AKAs yeah, yeah, yeah. just doing their stuff. So for me, it wasn't a question. Right, right. That I wanted to be like these women who were to me regal mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. they were sophisticated they had the really good jobs yeah yeah, yeah okay <laughs> not to okay. say that the other ones don't yeah, but yeah, these but were the women i were surrounded right, right, with right. so that's what i wanted to do yeah that's fair now with the film uh mission college this was shot i believe on between morehouse and spelman's campus if i'm not mistaken correct because i went to clark and a lot of this stuff looks very familiar mm-hmm. um how are we feeling about the the student body, we open up on this uh, protest on the, uh, I guess the head built, head building, the um, <laughs> shit, the main building, the office, the faculty building, and an interruption by the G5G. But what is that, what does that take you? For me, I, I like it. First of all, I started my collegiate journey at a historically black college or in university, Dillard University in New Orleans. Mission College is a fictional uh, HBCU, but it was everything. It, it was basically an exaggeration mm-hmm. of all things HBCU. Mm-hmm. Some of it was, you know, spot on, and some of it was a uh, exaggerated. Uh, what I liked about the protests and everything was that they seemed radical. Mm-hmm. It seemed like the youth were really in touch with what was going on. Uh, locally mm-hmm. and globally i think they were protesting for apartheid, apartheid yeah, yeah. Uh, which was happening in south africa and i just thought that that mm-hmm. was amazing that the, here these young people are that's who changes the world mm-hmm. when you think about the 1960s sit-downs and the mm-hmm. shut-ins mm-hmm. those were uh, organized by snick mm-hmm. and, and young people and i just <clears throat> it so it puts me in a mind of wow c- courage courageousness yeah. yeah my boyfriend went to an hbcu he mm. went to famu okay and he talks about uh, he went to school back with Andrew Gilliam, mm, who, who mm. may be a potential uh, uh, vice presidential candidate, okay. you know, allegedly. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was telling me that back then they organized about some things that were going on in the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. And so it just makes me happy yeah. that young people can come together for a cause. And I don't think that happens anymore these days. Um, a funny thing in this film, I think Dab, Lawrence Fishburne's character, said something when he was pulled into the office about, yeah, you, you walk with Martin Luther King, because they were, they were getting on him about his radical nature on the campus, mm-hmm. about how, oh, you're such a good student, which there's a lot to be unpacked there about this whole respectability politics oh, as a black person. Yes. But he said, yeah, so what you marched with Martin Luther King, that was 20 years ago, which was to say that, well, I know this movie is from the 80s, but to say that was 20 years ago 
in reference to Martin Luther King being in 2019 now was like, damn, this this movie, the movie is dated. There's yeah. everything about it, but and that's not a negative thing. But it's like one of the first films that I can recall in this newer age, eighties, mm-hmm. nineties, and so forth, that grabbed black life mm. and put it in a stasis where you can look at this film, the fashions, the music, yes. the hairstyles, even, you know, um, the apartheid protest mm. and it, colorism debate, all of that is... Blackity black. Blackity black, <laughs> I'm motherfucking black, y'all. Like, it's so... I, right I, I, I love it. I love it. It's There's some critiques about the film, um, some of which being like the ending scenes and about how some of the stuff is like edited poorly and mm-hmm. whatever else. Me as a kid, that shit went over my head. Completely. I Even as an adult, I don't know if it's the nostalgia forcing me to view this film in a way, but this is one of my top three favorite movies, hands down. And it could be the nostalgia talking. It could be all the beautiful brown faces. It could be any number of things. The storyline. That for fucking sure. <laughs> Let's, <It's, sighs> I understand what you're saying. I, this like Right now we're in a season of black people as embracing all things black. Mm-hmm. Our hair, mm-hmm. our styles. Yep. We're, we're more so in the mainstream. So what Spike Lee did back here when you talk about and everything is in the context of mm-hmm. black, this was revolutionary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, this is one of my favorite films of all time too. Mm-hmm. And... When people are talking about the poor, you know, maybe cinematography or mm-hmm. ending edit, you have to understand Spike Lee had just started out. Right. He didn't have the the, the budget that he had for Miracle at St. Anna yeah, yeah. That, or Malcolm X mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, like he had for School Days, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I, I love this film. I don't have any critique negatively about what it's seen. It, it, it um, showed... Mm-hmm. Our band culture. No, Nobody that, does a band like us, that. which Beyonce put on display at Beachella. Yep, and then homecoming. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she did the homecoming album. This is stuff we've been doing with our drum majors. We can't wait for homecoming games. That. Even if your school, like on Mission College, had a horrible football team. Yeah, but, as you can see. Yes. But it the the stands are filled. Yep, they they were hyped. Um, it, it showed you how alumni dollars are important. Mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. when you when you win games, you know people want to give more money. They're yeah. like, you know, that was a good student, but they mm-hmm. weren't trying to say we're going to give money for these four students at all. You know, they want they were tying <laughs> it to you know a winning team, but it yeah. displayed that. It displayed coronation. Yep, yep. Uh, the big parties that go on. Yes, you went to Clark, yes, so you yep, know. Yep. They're in homecoming. I think y'all homecoming is this weekend coming up, Clark. As a matter of fact, but parties are a big Party. thing. The battle of the band is battle a big of the thing. Band. Uh, the sometimes the, the step show, yes. the talent show. All of that blackness, yes. uh, black assness, yep, yep. <laughs> was displayed in mm-hmm. this movie. And you brought up another point. You brought up respectability politics. Come on, speak on it. And respectability politics have been going on since Jesus. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is the Pharisees, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> they didn't. They, Jesus wasn't their idea of a savior. Mm-hmm. He wasn't their idea of. Whatever, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so when you talk about respectability politics, this man told Depp, you can't be doing all that radical stuff. Basically, what he was trying to say is, we're not going to be able to get these dollars, yes. this money that I want. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to tone it down a bit because mm-hmm. these colleges, these schools, especially HBCUs, 
need money and donations. And if you're ruffling feathers yeah. on some ideas that your donor might not, yeah. you know, apartheid <clears throat> may be good for this business because yeah. they're getting money from it. Right, and right, here right. you come talking about some, let's stop it. Mm -hmm. And the president is like, ah, yeah. You know, I know this is freedom of speech, but mm -hmm. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's only so much they're going to take, which is, and you brought up, <clears throat> or during your talk, you, you said that this being so black and being black in a way, in one of the first of its kind, you mentioned that you watched A Different World. A Different World is a show on TV, so you could watch it or not. This was a film, mm -hmm. so no matter what, you're going to get a trailer. Yeah. So a white person and I, I, any well, any person who is not a black person mm -hmm. watching TV back then may could have just flipped the channel for sure from a different world. You can just flip the channel from a trailer, but you can avoid a different world in a way that you couldn't avoid this because it is a film. Yeah. People are going to talk about this film. Yeah. You might go to see, I don't know what else came out back then. Let's just say The Little Mermaid. You go see <laughs> Little Mermaid and next door to that could be this movie playing. Yeah. So this amplified blackness in a way that I think web series are doing now mm -hmm. in a way that you, <clears throat> that you didn't, you couldn't do on television. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really like that. I really like that. Uh, and we see a, this is what happens with black culture, with anything subculture. You always get, we know about this shit. This is nothing. But then yeah. you got all, what was those movies like on Netflix and shit, maybe about five or six years ago where all these people wanted to be in fraternities and sororities. The one about the black girl teaching the white sorority how to oh, step how like to black step. girls. Yeah, it, was, it became, uh, <laughs> I, I caught it. Fetishizing, yes, better. yes, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, you it. know what I mean. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they kind of they're on the parameters of our culture, yeah, and yeah. they they like to hijack it just enough mm -hmm. to say that they did it, mm -hmm. and and that's what tends to happen. But what this film does is it planted the seed mm -hmm. for what we have now. Mm -hmm. It planted what Issa Rae said: "I'm rooting for everybody black." Yes, this yes. was the initial stages yes. of "I'm rooting for everybody black." Yes, Spike Lee made sure that. You didn't hardly see any. You saw us only in this film. Yeah, yeah, honestly. Except for when they went to the diner in their local town mm -hmm. and they experienced some discrimination. Yeah. You remember when they went to the mm -hmm. chicken place, I believe, that they went yeah. to? But this, this was definitely, I'm rooted for everybody black before it became a a coin popular term. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, with this, there's so many shades of blackness, mm -hmm. so many hairstyles, so many body types. Uh, it, it's, I love it. I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm already in love with everything 80s. 80s or early 90s. <laughs> 80s anyways. was lit. Like, just, Except for crack. Well, that, yes. There, there was that, that uh, pesky, <laughs> pesky crack. Yeah. <laughs> but that being said, okay, today, it's, it's, it's a way to celebrate. Oh my God. I was like, so you did mention Insecure and Issa Rae. With that, tell me today, School days walked, so what show could run today? That's a word. Oh. School days <laughs> walked, so that this was right before a different world. So yeah. school days walked, so that a different world could run. Mm -hmm. So that uh, uh, what's the show now with uh, Ronish? 
Black yeah, grownish. Mm-hmm. So that grownish could run, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, showing college life. Mm-hmm. No one was showing college life in this way. When I would watch the teen eighties movies, yeah. such as uh, or the the nineteen seventy eight uh, cult classic mm-hmm. National Lampoon's yeah, Animal yeah, House, yeah, college was displayed for them as keg parties, mm-hmm. partying. All they showed was. Party, party, party. Mm-hmm. This person has sex with this person. Yep. Hot girl, hot guy. Mm-hmm. The end. This movie was layered. Like yes, I said, it had yes. a many storylines. Mm-hmm. You know, it like you said earlier, it talked about the colorism. Mm-hmm. It talked about the good and bad hair, mm-hmm. whether you're dark or you're fair. Hey, hey, hey. Go on and swear, hey. see if I can good and bad hair. Hey. Okay? <laughs> it had that. It showed you all the aspects of college life. It, it showed you Dap studying and mm-hmm. Dap's girlfriend, you know, he coming over to the dorm and she's mm-hmm. studying. I can't deal with you, Dap. I'm yeah, studying. Yeah. When I think about those um, mainstream teen mm-hmm. movies from the others, mm-hmm. I didn't even think that they went to class. See, I didn't think that they, I thought college was, they give you a different idea of college yeah. as opposed to what school days give you the yeah. the idea for college. Right, I'll right. say that. Yeah. You know that there's going to be some, some work to be done. There's yeah. going to be, it shows you a different aspect of friendship. It mm-hmm. shows you. And I like how it had the cousin there because yes. Spike Lee's character mm. was the little cousin, mm. right? Mm. Yes. And his cousin Dap had already been there. Yeah. So, and that's another thing that we do, you know, our mm-hmm. legacy. It's like, oh, my cousin went to the yep. HBC. Yep. I'm yep. gonna go there, yep. and it and it showed you those familial, yeah, you know, ties that legacy. Sometimes mm-hmm. in the mainstream world, you think <laughs> of legacy like, oh, they were rich and their father went right, there. Right, right, right. This is a different type of legacy. I remember mm-hmm. my boyfriend said what made him go to fam was because his older cousin went yep. to fam. Yep. And then they had that connection. So when he got there, he wasn't alone. His yeah. older cousin had yeah. already paid the way. Yep. I went to dealer because my AKET's mm-hmm. advisor went to dealer. And mm-hmm. she told me all these great things. Right, right. I went to go visit it. It's just the, the passing on of the story. Not yes. saying that it doesn't happen in other cultures, but yeah. I don't. It's just. But it's not different. displayed that way because even when I think back, and it, I could, it could be something I'm just not remembering. Mm-hmm. When I think back on those films that were white, and we're just calling a spade a spade because in the '80s and '90s, that's what you got on TV yeah. for the majority. It was just like you said, keg parties, uh, sex, <laughs> yes. um, holding a book but not studying. <laughs> that, yeah. but it was always. Tom and his brother and, and Jane and her sister. We you didn't get a lot of cousins and in black families. Cousins are important. Yes, cousins are your second sibling, your second brother and sister. Mm-hmm. It's just that's just how it and I'm sure it's like you said. And your play cousins. There you go. The, pe- that, that, the person that you grew up with down the street. Ain't no Those blood relation. Your, that's your but family. That's though. your family. That's yes. Till the end. Of time. And they in your Bible obituary as that, cousin. That, yes. that, and that's, and that's, that's something, I, it's, it's, it goes back to the idea that we're living in two different worlds. Yes. And this, this, black people are shapeshifters. Mm. We can code switch. We have grown up, a lot of us who are in our late 20s and 30s, grown up watching Mad About You, Friends, Steinfeld, Blossom, um, uh, Murphy Empty Brown, nest. emptiness. But then we also have our Martins and living singles and family, uh, family matters, God, family matters, and sister, sister. So it's we have a duality that that's just innate to being uh, to innate to the black experience. This mm-hmm. is just 
what happens. So when you see a film like School Days and you see a National Lampoon, you still got fraternities in both. Mm -hmm. You have parties in both. Mm -hmm. You have dorm rooms, college campuses. You have the nerds and the and the jocks or whatever. But it's handled in such a way that emotes nothing but blackness. Yes. Uh, Monroe was the nerdiest, oddest looking, geekiest <laughs> part of the fellas. Yeah. But you can't say that he was not part of that damn group. He was a part of the group. In any Chris. other film, he would have been just the nerdy outcast. Yes. And that's as black people. We We're inclusive. Yes. <laughs> to a fault at times, but we to are. To a fault. We, we, we accept everybody. And, the, and the, you brought out a good point about us living this in the two worlds. Mm-hmm. We grew up at a time where when we asked our white friends, mm -hmm. you heard of um, Family Matters, huh? Mm -hmm. What's that? You heard mm -hmm. of Hanging with Mr. Cooper, mm -hmm. huh? What's that? But like you said, we know their show. So they can mm -hmm. go in the world and only know their shows. Mm -hmm. We live in a world where we have to know both or we yeah. do know both because we got to be able That's to... Assimilate, yeah, yeah. So and so to speak, and so one thing you brought up is they 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 both had parties, they mm -hmm. both had dorms, right? Mm -hmm. Think about Animal House. They mm -hmm. destroyed that Which campus. Way? They destroyed homecoming. How do you? And didn't go to jail. How do you do that? They were protesting about a real cause and was about yeah. to get locked up. Fam, it, it is. It is. Oh my God. Yeah. It's. It's privilege. Huh? Yeah. That. In the. In the. Yes. It. It is. That's it. That is the word. And it is, that's why I love this film so much. That's why I like blackness, black shows, black hairstyles, yes. uh, like everything. Black lingo. Everything. And I, I think when people aren't privy to, when you get a, a something like this, like a school days, mm -hmm. I would imagine someone being not from this culture watching this, this is entertaining. It mm -hmm. might be a bit shocking at times. You may have a ton of questions afterwards. But for people like us, 99.999% of this shit is just that's just like we're just watching a film we're yeah. watching ourselves it's not us watching Animal House for the first time we're like why are you why are you cutting up like this <laughs> right and so when but they're able to yeah 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 they're yeah. able to do that but for the people that's listening in right now, we have School Day streaming right now. Mm -hmm. And there's a scene going on, and this is very important, too, that yeah. we need to bring up about this field that Spike Lee displays. Yeah. You have the college students versus the local yeah. residents. Yeah, yeah. And what happens at HBCU sometimes mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. there are people who knew, know about that local college, but the people at that college think they're better than the people who may not have gone to college. Right, right, right. And that's, that kind of shows a little of elitism, mm -hmm. a little a class yeah, bias. Yeah, I did. Um, I remember when so. I went to Dillard <clears throat> and I was out, uh, I think on Bourbon on Magazine mm -hmm. Street, and uh, we were out hanging with my girls, and they was like, hey, yo, college girls. They knew we were college <laughs> girls. And they said, where y'all, what school y'all go to? They was like, Dilla. They said, oh, y'all Dilla girls. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it just, it just he, he showed that in this film. Yeah. How the locals versus the, the college people. Because yeah. you gotta, you have to join that community. Mm -hmm. And you cannot look down upon that community. Mm -hmm. Those are people in that community. But that tends to happen a lot of times. Yeah. That, oh, we're college educated, so we're better. Yeah. And that displays that in this film. Like I said, there were so many gems yes, in this yes. film. Yes, it, even to your point, when they were sitting down in KFC, and this is what Sam Jackson said, <clears throat> 
hey, you boys, are you missing me? And, and like egging them on. Yeah. And seeing the change in mood from when I first got to this place and I'm happy with my boys mm-hmm. and then this confrontation that could have went a whole nother way. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it didn't. But hell, Clark, the whole AUC is in the middle of the hood, the west right. end of Atlanta. Same thing with uh, with uh, Howard. Yeah. Same thing with most HBCUs are mm-hmm. in the black, which translates to the bad part of town, mm-hmm. or historically, that bad part mm-hmm. of town. The, I like to say, I don't like to say bad, okay, I like yeah. to say neglected there part of go. town. There we go, there we go. Because correction. I feel like those people are trying to take care, but it's just like... Um, I watched this one thing on YouTube, The Grapevine, and they were just mm, talking mm. about gentrification. Yes, yes, yes. And how sometimes we are trying to keep our neighborhoods up, but when we call down to the local city yep, hall and say, yep. come do this, they don't. But yeah. suddenly, Rebecca moves on to the street, and, and then and it's and like, anything. soon she makes a call, yeah. we're going to sweep up, we're going to yeah. do it. So I like to say we're located in the neglected neglect. part yep, of town. So I take that back. Bad was the uh, inappropriate word. I, yeah. I want to say that... You when you brought up Cell Jack Jackson basically mm-hmm. taunting them. Hey yeah. yo, mission boys. Uh-huh. It shows kind of like that jealousy too. You yeah. remember when you went to school mm-hmm. and you came back home and mm-hmm. you did not think you were no better than your cousins mm-hmm. or people in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But what they say? Oh, you went to college. Yeah, yeah. you think you better. Yeah. That's basically what that scene show. Oh y'all, yeah. y'all go to mission. Mm-hmm. Oh y'all mm-hmm. think y'all it showed that too. Yeah, yeah. And even a bit further, there was a scene where. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Dap, gets up in his girlfriend Rachel's face because she admits to him that she wants to play as Delta next year. Mm-hmm. And the conversation he just had, him and the fellas just had with the guys at KFC, which was very much, y'all not niggas, y'all could do better. And it's like a, almost an encouraging conversation. I remember, I can't remember word for word, but I remember she said, think of all the good things that the Deltas do in the community. Mm-hmm. And his response was, Fuck that. When people become these Greeks, they change. And mm-hmm. I was thinking like, bro, how is it with these men who ain't even a part of your community directly mm-hmm. outside of the blackness? You got all this, oh, you know, you ain't niggas. We cool. We y'all be better than you are. But this woman who you are in an intimate relationship with, mm-hmm. you literally just got done having sex with her at the time of this Ooh. conversation. <laughs> and you cussing her out about wanting to join a group in her, her main Arguments, which she shouldn't have to have because right. she has autonomy. But her main argument is that think of all the good they do for the community. Mm-hmm. And your response is, fuck that? I was like, and oh. And that's what we call misogyneer. Oh, okay? God. That's sexism. That's what you call black sexism, mm. which is misogyneer. And that's basically what he did. He shut, he shut her down. And were there some truth to his word? Were there some truth to his words mm-hmm. that these sororities and fraternities change people? Mm-hmm. Yes, if you don't know who you are. Right, right, right. Casey point like his cousin Spike mm-hmm. Lee's character yep, yep. that was a person that I know him joining mm-hmm. because he didn't have an identity before he got there right right those type of people I changed but um Dap's girlfriend Lawrence Fishburne mm-hmm. character girl, she Rachel. seemed very Rachel yeah. seemed very secure yeah. in who she was she's like me when I joined my sorority uh-huh. aka didn't make me I make aka right right you right know, I, you know what I mean it, it opens me up to a network obviously mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make me who I am as right, a person right. and and I think he was expressing that because mind you he's a senior or a junior yeah in this I film. think a junior because he's they a junior sick, and yeah. so the leader of the fraternity that he he started with him yep, Julian, and they were yep. Julian and him were friends freshman year yeah yeah and then sophomore year comes Julian pledges and then he, he changes did, yep. into a 
So for him, Lawrence Fishburne's character is hurt. Yeah. He's but, sad. Like, I lost my friends mm-hmm. and multiple friends to joining this organization yeah. where I thought we would be friends forever. Mm-hmm. And the culture was kind of played out as if you can only be friends with your sorority and your fraternity, yeah, anybody yeah. outside of that, you know, and that can be hurtful. Yeah. And it doesn't breed a good culture. At all. Yeah, I get that. And it, it but hurt people hurt people. Shit. The, the fact, I mean, he eventually apologized, but... That initial reaction really took me aback. And I've seen this movie countless times. But just watching it again, like watching it more deliberately for this recording, really, that kind of fucked me up. Um, I think Lawrence had some good points. Excuse me, Dap had some good points. Um, I think he had a really solid crew. Uh, I think he was very the dreamer. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the things that he wanted could be done. <clears throat> but... He had the conversation with his crew about, oh, the dean trying to get rid of me, but it's bigger than this. We gotta, you know, we gotta let our voices be heard, which is legitimate. But one of his friends, and I forget the guy's name, said, "I'm the first in my family to go to college. Mm. I'm not risking that for nobody." He said, "I love you like yeah. a brother, but I'm not risking that for nobody." Yeah. And there's something to be said that being all college isn't to be all end all, but it is a way out for a lot of people. A lot of people. So it's ah man, it's this. This is a complicated story. There's <laughs> good. So, <laughs> it is so complicated. Oh God. So we're looking at you know we're in an age now of a lot of reboots. Yeah. Yeah. If they were to do a where are they now yeah. version of School Days, mm-hmm. where do you think the main characters would be now? What would they be doing? Who? Who? Okay. What well, would uh, <clears throat> Julian be doing? Uh, Julian, I would say he would be at some big firm, or mm. he. Would, I, I I still see him being, however conniving he is, I see him being a very smart man mm-hmm. who probably is on a board of trustees somewhere, some kind of way. He has made it, quote unquote, made it in the sense that this man has money. He maybe has a wife, an ex wife or two, <laughs> or uh, two, <laughs> a few kids, and. I don't see on the surface bad things having happened to him because on the outside looking in, oh, you got this nice car, house, car, blah, whatever. Mm-hmm. But internally, if we get the exact same Julian from this movie, mm-hmm. Julius, we're not we're not getting a man who's complete 100%. Where's Dap? Dap and Jane are together. I feel like that Dap may be a lawyer or a president of a, uh, another HBCU. You know what I could see that, and 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 if not, he is over some organization that is doing all the things that he wanted to do in this film, all the current things now dealing with people, uh, black people who have housing disparity, people who are poor, need food stamps, uh, who are systematically oppressed. I can see him even at 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 worst. I can mm-hmm. see him. And not to say this is a horrible uh, job because it's not, <laughs> but at worst, being uh, a social worker. I was, before very... you said it, I was thinking it in my head. Mm-hmm, and what mm-hmm. about uh, Tisha Campbell's character? Um, I see her rebelling. I see her going 180. Like from that night where she was made to sleep with uh, half a half yeah. Yes. And realize how men can be. I think she flipped on it and she became more of an, um, uh, what do you say, more of an extremist or more of a uh, black pride. You still got the light eyes and the hair or whatever, but I see mm-hmm. her being very, uh, very extreme. Like, I'm still going to do 
be me a lawyer, be me whatever, whatever pro- profession she chose yeah. was to advance black people. That good and bad hair shit went out the window, I feel like, after <laughs> this movie. You know what? You just brought up a good point that that now I'm thinking about in this film about Jane being made to sleep with the pledge. Mm-hmm. In today's day and age, Jane would be a part of the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Oh, her, and, uh, and let's not forget, Yeah. Um. and this was, this was such a quick scene, and this was, it's 80s, so it's still kind of problematic. <laughs> Radio Raheem's character, I forget his name, in this film, when uh-huh. he took that, when that, the tall girl that went home after the, the party, Yeah. he forced himself, like, they didn't have sex, but she asked this man, is your roommate home? He said, no, he's gone. They get through the door. You parade her through your little friends and sit mm-hmm. in the hallway. You walk into the dorm. Mm-hmm. She says, your your roommate is here. While he's so close up on her, yeah. holding on to her wrist or arm or something, he's like, oh, you know, I, I'm quiet. If you quiet, ain't going to be no thing. And mm-hmm. she's visibly uncomfortable in yeah. saying no. Again, at during the time, that was charming or whatever. But I was like, but to your point, Jane and homegirl would have. I'm sure among a lot of other girls being part of this Me Too movement. Yeah. And it's crazy Mm. because it was so normal. Yeah, yeah. You know, and sometimes, I have to say this as a woman, sometimes guys don't realize how much pressure Mm. a woman feels. Mm. And we see that displayed. Mm -hmm. Because they might say, well, she came, she went along with it. But Mm -hmm. you don't understand how sometimes... Sometimes men don't under as much as they say women have power, and we do have some agency. Mm-hmm. They don't understand how much their power affects us in those little yeah. moments. Yeah, no, for sure. Because even like, oh yeah, that shit with Jane was very extreme. It was disturbing. With with, with homegirl <laughs> Radio Raheem girl, that was a bit mild, still uncomfortable. But Jane's, I watched this through before you got here, and when it got to that again, I've seen this countless times. Mm-hmm. When he said, you you did what? You slept with half... When I tell you my mind, <laughs> I, I was... He mind-fucked her. Yes. And, it, and, and so and so easily. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew I knew he talked about letting go of her and get rid of her, you know, and she could be his girlfriend no more. But for whatever reason... How he did it. Cognitive dissonance. I was like, oh, he just broke up with her. <laughs> no, the facts were you manipulated this girl. You added, which I don't think body count matters, but you yeah. added another body to her. And you told her that she had, oh my God, so while we're in this moment, you have to understand on this movie, fraternities and sororities are kind of the center of the film. And it's so important, as you said, uh, Julian's care. And he's met. He's he's dead bent on the social order mm-hmm, of things. Mm-hmm. So he tells Jane, mm-hmm. you got to do this mm-hmm. for G5G. Mm-hmm. I mean, as if she's doing it for her mama. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, yep. and, and he's so convincing. Yeah. And we got to realize these are 18, Nine, 19, yeah. and 20-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Our frontal cortex hasn't even developed yet. You know, mm-hmm. so that's why they say we make stupid decisions when yeah. we're young. Yeah. She felt when you're at that age and this guy is so because we can all we can look back we can look now in twenty nineteen yeah. on this nineteen eighty eight film and say how stupid she was mm. or say that oh I wouldn't have did it like that. But I know when I was a freshman and sophomore, I did I made stupid decisions. Yeah. Maybe not to that extreme. Yeah, yeah. But he made her feel like if you don't do this, we're not going to be together. This mm-hmm. was probably her first, her yeah. first love. Mm-hmm. He gave her social status on mm-hmm. the campus. She was like the queen bee. She was the Beyonce yeah. of the campus. Was. <laughs> and so 
She did. And you know, that's what you call it. Yeah, from House of Pain. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? That's. So when he did that to her, yeah. for those who didn't watch, he basically told her to sleep with a pledge mm-hmm. for G5G. And mm-hmm. she did it. And when she did it, he said, I can't believe you did that. Yeah. Basically slut shammed her. Yeah. After yeah. he encouraged. Yeah. And basically coerced. And and, and B and, and Spike did a really good job with this because he never once said sleep with half pint, but the suggestion was so overt mm. that when she did, then he could walk her back and say, Oh, I never told you to sleep with him. Oh, uh, sick. It was like, how do you so sociopathic like to do the, and I'm not a medical <laughs> he doctor play, so. he played that role though yeah, oh, oh, it, he it did was it. slick and snaky and it. sinister he did it he did it <laughs> he did it and, and the funny thing is it, child me watching this in spite of all of that I thought oh I want a pledge of attorney mm-hmm. like I, it, and it's so ah it it's it's, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it um, had the perfect conflict. Yes. And this is what we mean where it, it was so layered. And, and this is when you get into the conversation of that black films don't get the recognition that they need. Why? Yeah. Why Spike Lee over the years has been so vocal? Because we just already proven mm-hmm. in these white teen movies and mm-hmm. college films. You said there's a book. If they're reading the book, it's mm-hmm. just sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It is not. Mm-hmm. The, it's basically... Uh, the girl was once uh, not hot. Now she's hot. Then they yeah. get together. Yeah. The end. You yeah. know what I mean? This is, I keep saying it, so layered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, y'all, School Days is such a good-ass film. Ugh. The cinematography. First of all, let's get into the lighting. When they cut off these lights and these black people have this blue light on their skin, uh-huh. especially Spe- the dark-skinned black people. When they made love, when Dap and Rachel yes. made love under yes. like the blue light. It it was it was uh, mystical. Yeah, majestic. Yes, yes. That is um, what is the title of the movie? Under Under the Moonlight, Black Boys Look Blue. Mm-hmm. Come on, y'all! <laughs> I just just yes. Shout out to Spike. Huh. He did that. He did. He, he did. did it on a low budget with yeah. six million dollars. Yes. I mean that's more than I've ever seen. Hello. <laughs> let's let's say that again because yeah I um. But no, I, I love this film. I love the story. So looking at the film from top to bottom, mm-hmm. who do you think had the greatest arc, the biggest or the best? Maybe, even if it wasn't one of the main characters, who do you think had the greatest arc in this film? The person who had the greatest arc, I would say it had to be... Lawrence is Fishburne's mm-hmm. character, mm-hmm. you know, and he was it was centered around him. He had the greatest arc. Like I said, there was a history behind him that you figure out mm-hmm. that you didn't see, but you know is there. Yeah. The history of him. He came to this two years ago and things mm-hmm. weren't the way they were. Fast forward two years later and his friends have changed. Like I said yeah. earlier, all this has changed. He's in a deep, serious relationship. Mm-hmm. This film kind of shows as we get into our young adulthood, how we start, you know, see, you know, seeing our love interest mm-hmm. and how it shapes mm-hmm. our future love interest. Right. You know, it shows that it shows him standing up for what he believes in. It shows him looking out for little cousin. It shows mm-hmm. him trying to educate his boys on mm-hmm. the 
and even the campus on why we're doing this, trying to be the voice of reason to Julian. Mm-hmm. He's, he's always trying to be the voice of reason. Or something. Yeah. So I would say that Dap, Lawrence Fishburne's character, had the biggest art mm-hmm. because he, he himself, I'm overusing the word layer, but he is but yeah. so, he's layered in this sense. Mm-hmm. Um and then I would have to say probably half Pine's character. We okay. don't see him too too much, mm-hmm. but he too has an arc of what is what is to come. Yeah, yeah. say uh dap lawrence fishburne probably had the greatest arc again because the movie was centered around him but i would venture to say jane had the not maybe not second biggest but i think her arc should be recognized Mm -hmm. because we to come from this place of like you said social hierarchy and you are the latest and greatest and then to have this downfall in a way so it was kind of like reverse where um, Lawrence's character, like you said, went through all his trials and tribulations the first two years here, and then we open up with him being a certain type of person and becoming a more softer, understanding person, especially to Rachel. Mm-hmm. With Jane, I'm assuming that she's held this gamma ray hierarchy top status for a while. Mm-hmm. And you go through this whole good and bad hair, fuck you, we better. And then you go through this downward spiral, even though it happens at very close to the end, but the fact that you now have been tricked or coerced into sleeping with another person mm-hmm. in the name of love, you have to come out of that entirely different. You can't because at the end of the movie, her and uh, Half Pint holding hands. Yeah, like, and then the the second best gamma ray, which is Jasmine Guy's character, mm-hmm. is uh, be- she's with Julian now. That. She's become the the. the the top, the queen bee. Yeah. Which that's, I'm probably sure she cried after that. And there probably had to be friction within their sorority after yes. that. Yeah. Cause you know, this was my man four seconds ago. Yeah. And then what kind of mind Jedi mind trick did he play with Jasmine's guy's character to say, Oh, well, Jane's a whore now. Cause yeah. she slept with, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. So <laughs> now with, with that being said, um, Spike Lee actually had the actors and actresses stay in two different hotels. I remember hearing about this, but they haven't listed that the ones who were wannabes, the lighter skinned ones, they had better accommodations. And those who were the Jigaboos stayed in not terrible, but not great conditions. Wow. So that they could already have that psychological kind of warfare going on oh. just in the way that they were um, they were portrayed in the film. So a lot of this, it, it was kind of like method acting. Like, yeah. You know, and I don't, I wonder if the actors and actresses knew that, which I, I hope, well, I would imagine they probably didn't. 
I think they wouldn't because then it wouldn't be so authentic. The yeah. tension would because the tension was felt through the screen. Oh, for sure. So wow, yeah. that I never knew that, but that yeah. is fascinating. So if yeah, so when it comes down to oh this, you know, I, I would imagine it's y'all stay over here, y'all stay over here, and you don't see each other until we're filming, so that that stress and anger can come through your words where it's like oh oh jig a motherfucking boo bitch fuck you that's what i'm thinking so man it's so so strong so wild i um i love this movie the fashions the gamma rays like jersey dresses the g5g sweaters oh i would wear i would rock half of this stuff today same like the, the hats the chains the 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 jackets everything yeah even in the hair it's so interesting because as a kid you know the long hair trope was, mm-hmm. you know, a constant on the TV, mm-hmm. you know, no matter, even on our show, yeah. it was like light skin, long hair was mm-hmm. heralded just like in the movie. So, you know, in high school, I wore a, uh, my hair was longer in a, in a bob, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, now I wear a short fro and I'm more accept. I understand Rachel's character than mm-hmm. those characters more clearly now that I do understand that wearing your natural hair is political Mm -hmm. as much as people might not know that how political it is to embrace and accept yourself because society every day is spending millions of dollars to tell you that you should look this way Mm -hmm. and this is the standard of beauty and Mm -hmm. this is what beauty looks like and so I understand it now even when Dap got mad at her Mm -hmm. you know and and remember she said the line to him sometimes I think you're only with me because I'm one of the The darkest darkest sisters sisters on campus campus. yes (laughs) Yes, so, which ugh, that, yeah, yeah. that could have been a thing. And, that, yeah. and then that's another part of this film. Dap was light skinned. Mm-hmm. Was he trying to prove his blackness by being with the darkest sister on mm-hmm. campus? I mean, it's so nuanced. I mean, <laughs> look at the um, shit. All the the activists that we have. Not, I'm blanking right now, but homeboy who cheated on his wife. From Grey's Anatomy. Uh, Jesse. Yeah, Lee. and then I, I regret to say this, but Sean King as well. You got this, your black wife, but... This uh, is what this is what people have to realize because I've seen this argument on social media so many times where mm-hmm. they say, you know, y'all always want to get on the light-skinned people, but we are the activists. It's because in mainstream, the media controls who gets the spotlight. Mm-hmm. So it's not like one activist it's not like there's no dark skin activists right, right. doing more work than someone in the forefront. Mm-hmm. These are who the people they like to have in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. So what's the one girl that's always on breakfast club, uh, Angela, Rye. They mm-hmm. want the Angela, Rye. She fits the aesthetic that yeah. they're comfortable with. Yeah. They want the Sean King. He fits the aesthetic mm-hmm. that they're comfortable mm-hmm. with. They don't want dark skin today. I'm because like I said, the, the darker you are, the more political politicized you become. Yeah. Just, you get what I mean? Yeah, just so. by nature of fucking existing, like mm-hmm. everything. And so when people say things like, "Why they gotta bring in race? Or why they gotta bring in politics?" My very being centers <laughs> around exactly. <laughs> my race affects everything I do, from getting an apartment to buying coffee at Starbucks to putting on clothes and walking into work. Even if I work in a predominantly black environment, mm-hmm. I still have to pass by certain people to get there. Yes, and my my predominantly black environment on the outside is viewed a certain way because it is predominantly black. Correct. So no matter, so it's, when you get films like this, it's a bit of an escape. You know, though yes. it is, it was a lot of politics in it. It still is a, the music. You, you feel connected to your blackness. You're able to see every, you, when you talked about the, the guy that was considered the nerd guy, mm-hmm. there was somebody for everybody yep, yep, in this. Yes. Film. Yes. You mentioned it earlier. Dark, 
light, tall, mm-hmm. short, fat, Skip, yep, and then that. and then even class. Yes. You had the yes. poor, working class, middle mm-hmm. class, mm-hmm. high class. Mm-hmm. We are not black people are not a monolith. So we're not one way, and we're able to we're able to see it. And then at the end, when it's time. That's the thing. When it's time to party or whatever, yeah, look, whatever, whatever it's time look. to do, we gonna come together. And I don't want to say just when it's time to party. We yeah. gonna come together, well, whether the media says we don't or not. Yeah. I, oh my god, this uh, after party doing the butt scene is <laughs> one of rapey. my favorites. Oh, well, that yeah, it's it's but a it's, lot. <laughs> it's very nostalgic. It's very. Raw, like look at right, <laughs> look at these black people. Look at all they look good. There, but it reminds me of I don't know I can't remember which house party it was, but when they went to college and house they party had that, too. Okay, the pajama jam. Yes, jam. that's what yeah, it reminds was, me of. This, school days walk uh, walk. Yes, so house party too could run. Yes, yes, yes. Because this is so it's it's not beat for beat, but it's very similar to what happened in yeah. house party. Um. Yeah, blackness, college life. And I'm pretty sure they they got banged after this was filmed. Like this scene, mm-hmm. there was a lot of real sex going on. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Hell, and then look at the the difference. Like this one, and then the central kind of love scene between um, Dap and Rachel. Yeah. And then even the sex scene between Julia and and Jane. It it's. it's the, the way that those were handled. The licking of the scalp. That was... So intimate. Ah. And it shows how in college you're exploring your sexuality. Yes, yes, you know what I mean? Yes, yes. Like, this might be to you. I lost my virginity mm-hmm. my junior, going into my junior year. Mm-hmm. What was I going to... Yeah, going into my junior year of college. So, yeah. It's yeah. just... That's the time. Yes, for all of you that. You know, it's just kind of showing that... Uh, intimacy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and how intimacy may be uh, among, you know, black youth. It's, yeah. it's sensual too. Mm-hmm. It's loving too. Mm-hmm. It's handled. It was handled with, with care. care. Yes, yes. Yeah. And this is something that I fight for. This is the platform, the hill that I die on. Representation in comics and related media. When you look at this scene, any of these sexual scenes in this film versus two black people, quote-unquote, fucking in any other type of show, you can see the difference in how it is handled. Mm-hmm. Um, even through a black film, like, think about, um, which this may be a bit of a reach, but think about Faison's character in uh, Waiting to Exhale, him getting hair from that white girl in his mama garage and uh-huh. her cussing him out. Uh-huh. And though that was, like, one sexual act, it was a sexual act. And look at that versus... Uh, Dap and Rachel or mm-hmm. even Julian and Jane mm-hmm. and just look at um, it, I just I love this you movie you felt the heat I, yeah you, it was you very you felt the heat you felt the love well, like I said in a lot of the white teen movies it was just kind of like pump 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 mm-hmm. or you know even the horror movies it's mm-hmm. just like you know, n- unloving sex, just, <laughs> I guess you call it carefree sex, ah, and then death, like... <laughs> right? And then death, all right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, so who who would be your top three favorites of this, like the favorite characters in the film? Uh, Daryl Bell's character, he doesn't say much, mm-hmm. but his... When you see him in the background doing mm-hmm, stuff, mm-hmm. he stands out. Okay. His facial expressions, yeah. 
He's like really into every scene he's mm-hmm. in. That's what they say when you're an actress. You may not get no words, but you yeah. better make yourself stand look, out. Look. And he stood out. I'm gonna say Jane, which is Tisha Campbell's character. Mm-hmm. Just from uh, I'm the I'm not just for show when they were Ooh, at the yeah. co- uh, the, the this. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? When yeah, they, the, um, <laughs> um, um, at the shit, coronation. Okay, God damn it. That's it. <laughs> when she's at the coronation yeah. and I just love it. That's one, one of the reasons why I fell in love with mm-hmm. Tisha Campbell from from uh, Jane to Sydney to Gina mm-hmm. to Jay on My Wife and Kids. She just knows how to body a role really good. Mm-hmm. She, um, yeah, yeah. And then lastly, I would have to say uh, actually, I was. It's a tie between Julian and Dap. Okay. Because okay. they were the antis mm-hmm, of each other, mm-hmm. and they played it to the teeth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they did a damn good job. Yeah. Um, to your point with the song, uh, I don't want to be alone tonight. Mm-hmm. I felt in my heart of hearts and my soul of souls that that was a song to Julian. Now I'm sure that was probably clear, but I was like, okay, this is just a really good song. When I was listening to the lyrics and I was singing them out loud to myself, I'm like, no, this is about Julian. Uh-huh. This is, about, and her whole being was wrapped up in being and a gamma him. ray and being, yes. The, and, and then the gamma rays weren't even their own sorority. That was the kind of auxiliary love group. Yeah, they were just like the, the alpha angels. Yeah, which is not a knock to them, but she wasn't even independent in her own um, person. Uh, th- yeah, it's just, and I, do you, I, I don't know this for sure, but can you think of any reason why Spike would not have included a sorority? sorority? I think he did not include a sorority because this was centered more so on his experience. Mm. And I guess he is looking at it from a, a male, yeah. uh, his male POV. Yeah. You know, so maybe he could have gotten a, a woman. I mean. He could have he could have gotten some uh, help in the mm-hmm. background to help with how the sororities went. But yeah. I think people had already came to the conclusion in their mind since mm-hmm. I was little, they always kept on saying that the dark skinned girls represented mm-hmm. the Delta, especially in the, uh, the hair shop scene, yeah, which uh, yeah. the Riri's hair shop, which at TSU, they actually have a replica. They have mm-hmm. a hair salon at TSU. That looks like that. That looks like that mm-hmm. at, te- at Texas Southern. They oh, have nice. the, uh, the Riri's hair salon in there. there. So it's really dope. And it's actually functioning. Okay. Um, but I think, you know, since, like I said, since I was a little girl, they were saying that the gamma rays were AKAs mm-hmm. and the other the girls, other girls yeah. were the deltas, you know, kind of playing on the mm-hmm. light skin, dark skin. So yeah. I don't know why he didn't do it that way, but I guess it was assumed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's cool. You know, this is his creative vision. But I'm like, if you're going to take the time to make the gamma rays, you could have made a gamma kappa gamma. Hell, you could <laughs> right. have done, but, you yeah, know. if you were going to do G by G, yeah, then so, you could have. I mean, it is. I, I, it's, it didn't take me out of the film, but. Being with my 2019 eyes versus my 1992 eyes, he tried to suck her tongue on her face. I think maybe he also could have did it the way he did it um, because fraternities were first. Mm, Okay, Um, maybe that yeah that could have been the thing because Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated was the first uh, African American uh, Greek organization for African American women, Mm -hmm. but. 
Ethel Hedgeman Lyle, she kind of got the idea from her boyfriend who happened to be okay. an alpha. So okay. maybe it was kind of like the yeah. underling thing. I yeah, don't know. yeah, I could, I could see that. Yeah, so it's, like I said, it's nothing to take me out of the film, but it's something I, I've often wondered about um, when it came to him. Uh, for me, I say a top three would be definitely Dap. As 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 complicated as his character is, and as much as I some of the shit he did, I wasn't for. I still. He made the film for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think him. Rachel is one of my favorite as well. Mm-hmm. I don't think she got enough screen time. Yeah. Um, I wish she had of, but with her and her dark skinned girls and her whole uh, dorm, I wanted more from her. Like after the film was said and done, mm-hmm. I wanted to know what the hell did she play as Delta or what happened next. Mm-hmm. Um, so those two. And then the third, I don't know. Um, shit, it would have to do like you did. I have to say Julian and uh, Jane. Because mm-hmm. those four, like, mm-hmm. hell, in any alternate universe, they probably all got <laughs> married and was like couple friends forever in the day. You know, the kids grew up together. All their kids went back to Mission College. It could have been anything. But, yeah, I say um, those are my top three. Wait, can we go back to go when Julian sacrificed Jane yeah. to half pint? He paraded her. She was by herself. Mm-hmm. And basically in front of all the G5Gs told her to go sleep with him. Yes, yes, yes. And they're all. She's the only one there. This seems so rapey. It very, very <laughs> much is. It very, like, and she's uh, crying. Uh, tears. Vis- clearly upset. Um. Yeah, if that's what I'm saying. Like all of this really fucked me. I again, <laughs> cognitive dissonance. I must have just blacked all of this out. Yeah, when you're little, well, we're not. We weren't grown to yeah, understand yeah. all the implications mm-hmm. and, that were happening. Oh, and the way it's being presented though is very much like, oh, this is the fun thing. If the like, even though Jane's upset, the majority of the people in this scene are excited for this. What is the? I don't know, fam. Um. There is a, a, a movie, Burning Sands, uh-huh. and they had a scene similar to this. Mm-hmm. The boy from Grownish, um, I forget his name, who was also in Superfly. Yeah. Uh, or Superbad, Superfly, one of them. He was in the room with Homegirl, and they were getting ready to sleep together. And mm-hmm. she was like, oh, you don't have to do it. He had broken his rib or something. Yeah. So, like, no, we ain't got to do this. But they just start making the noises to yeah. make it seem that way. And she was just... She was the Jane, but she was willing and she was willing. She was willing to yes. give him the street cred without doing it. Yes. So that's why I guess when people would look back at this and was like, "You y'all could have just pretended." Yeah, yeah, and it's like they almost went there because he said he's like Jane. You know, we don't have to do this, and she was like, "You know, fuck it, we finna do it." Versus the girl in the Burning Sands film mm-hmm. where she was like, "No, this." I don't like she had more agency. She did it because she wanted to. Yeah, she wasn't coerced. That's just, I don't know how the initial setup went. But she was like, yeah, shit, I, this ain't nothing. Like, whatever. Um, though they did use that and weaponize that sex with her against the other girl in the film, so it wasn't I, all the way good. But I just don't... Un- even ha- from Half Pint's perspective, this woman clearly doesn't want to engage with you. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not a man. I don't know why. Well, to him, she's still hot. Mm-hmm. She Beyonce. Is she crying? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for me, mm-hmm. if I do... Let's just say it was a reverse, and the mm-hmm. dude was just so <laughs> disgusted by me. I was gonna dry up. We gonna... <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah. Like, it, yeah, sex, this movie, it did really well with sex, but then it did really, <laughs> really bad, bad with sex. Like, it's just, but again, that's that's real life, and shit, it happens. Um, <laughs> not to say the, the Me Too moment just happens, but, like, things like that happen. Um, I don't know. So, let's say that this movie shares a extended universe with something else, because, you know, mm-hmm. that's all the rave now. Mm-hmm. What other TV shows or, or that we haven't named, so we know a different world exists in this same universe, period. Yeah. Um, what other TV shows or movies throughout the 80s and 90s, or even before, do you think are in the same timeline of this film? Definitely House Party 1. And two. I wouldn't say three because they were in a different type of realm. So House Party 1 and 2 for sure. I would have to say Higher Learning, even Mm. though that went to the more extreme side of things. But it was still in the vein of, you know, college life. Just a different, you know, type of college life. I would have to say uh, The Parkers. Mm, because okay. that was centered on the college campus, even though it was community college, mm-hmm. but it was still showing like the black side of things okay, okay. and you know the funny side. Uh, I would also have to say, huh, I'm trying to think into the two thousand. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, maybe the game. I could see that. Yeah, I could I see, I could see the game kind of coming mm-hmm. being birthed from yeah. from out of this. Just in the the cult way, even though yeah. it was centering on football, yeah, but there still. was a fraternity within the football mm-hmm, culture mm-hmm. that this kind of breed it, okay. or you know that whole thing and women, yeah. how the women and the men are just kind of parallel yeah. to one yeah. another, yeah. and how their dynamics are. So mm-hmm. I would say the game, and then another movie that kind of may have come out of birth out of this, hmm. I would have to say, I don't know, because after the 80s, after the, in the 90s, as far as the films were going, the TV shows mm-hmm. made so, but the films started to, it was just like a rap, it kind of centered yeah. on like a gangster mm-hmm. and death and dying mm-hmm. and the, you know, the assassination of black bodies. Mm, yeah. So and that's all I can think of right now. Yeah. Um, I agree with everything you said. I think uh Dear White People would have been something as oh, well. Oh yeah. Um and honestly Living Single in and Martin. Yeah. Because um, a lot of the nineties T V shows around that time very much had uh HBCU apparel. Oh, for sure. They were very pro-black, even if it was very subtle. Mm-hmm. Um there was several episodes of Martin where he had on like a Gremlin hoodie or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with Living Single with Khadijah and Regine and them. For sure. And um, even on My Wife and Kids, mm, mm, uh, they mm-hmm. uh, Damon Wayans' character made sure he did the mm-hmm. the HBC, the sweaters yeah. and stuff like that. So. Which I think is very important. I, oh, God, yeah. I and, think... and Bill Cosby, shout out to him. He started oh, that movie. For sure, yeah. He made the sure Cosby's that he had the definitely... black art. Mm-hmm. He made sure that he had black uh, unsung heroes and mm-hmm. musicians and tap dancers and everything mm-hmm. as well as the apparel. Yeah. Yeah, I would say the Cosby's would fit firmly because hell, if a different world fits within this universe yeah. then the Cosby's do too. For sure. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting because hell, with Mission College I think that uh, 
We could say that hell, one of them Huxtable kids would have went to Mission College, goddamn. Which one? Let me tell you which Huxtable kid. Yes. Rudy. Period. Yeah, Rudy, 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 Rudy went, went the there. <laughs> Vanessa was doing, she went to a, a, a PWI. Yeah. Um, Sandra definitely went to a PWI. Okay. Rudy, the only one that's out here at the agency. Yeah, yeah. And I can she see actually that. did in real life. Yes, Spelman College. Yes, indeed. Um, shit, damn, that's nice. That's not, yeah. Um, what else? Uh, let me see. So, okay, so what would have improved this movie? Like, if you could have this movie under your control, what would you have changed or what you think would have made it better? <laughs> I was not ready. What could have made, what could make this movie better? Mm-hmm. One more musical sequence. One more. <laughs> <laughs> Just one more dance number. One more. Choreographed by Debbie Allen. Okay, okay. Just one more musical sequence. Mm-hmm. I don't know if at the end or... Yeah. Just one more. Yeah, I can I know see we that. had the Phyllis Hyman. Mm-hmm. We had the corner. But maybe something at the end where they're dancing and singing again. Mm-hmm. Just one more. Okay, that, okay. that Because everything was perfect. Mm-hmm. I don't want to change the conflict. Mm-hmm. I don't want to change even the this of yeah. Jane and 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 half pint. I don't want to change it because then it takes away from the yeah. movie. Yeah. But if I could just add one more musical sequence, <laughs> I and if I could be cast, okay, okay, <laughs> that would be great. That'll do it. I think for me, I would have changed the ending. Now, the ending would have happened how it did, but I feel like where the Oh, that last scene, which was half pint running up to Lawrence Fishburne, Dapper saying, "Oh, I made it. I'm a gambler man." He's like, "Okay, cool." He said, "Well, I ain't a virgin either." And he said, "Yeah, I slept with Jane." Uh, uh, Dean Big Brother Almighty set it up. Something between the end of that scene and the start of the end of the movie felt unfinished. I felt like there should have been more. It should have been something. It, it could have been on maybe even just another five minutes, but something right in between there should have. Kind of filled in that gap, yeah. and I and hell, maybe that's a place for a musical number, but something, <laughs> something, something, <laughs> because I felt like it was very unfinished. Like okay, um, Dap and Rachel got back together, cool. Uh, Half Pint became a uh, Gamma, great. Um, Julian then moved on, and Jane has her traumatic incident. Okay, that happened, but I felt like a lot of stuff. It just feels like there was like 10 minutes cut out right there. <laughs> and maybe it's some lost footage somewhere. I that hope, spike mm. just felt like yeah. we don't need it. Yeah. We can, we don't, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. to the, the onlooker, the yeah. viewer, it's kind of like, yeah, maybe you should have put that piece there. It feels like a It feels jump. awkward. And then also the... I, I, I'm sorry I have to say this. Everyone is not... <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know I how know. to say it. I think I know. Go At ahead. the end, with the whole, a lot of people who are just not well read mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. you know into the news like that to understand mm-hmm. what was really happening. Yeah, they don't get the whole wake up. Yeah. At the end. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a. I want to say there's a smaller percentage of people who get it yeah. than a percentage of people who don't get mm-hmm, it. So that mm-hmm. that's why I'm saying maybe end on the musical number. Yeah, 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 perhaps. Yeah, and that wake up, let that be one of those post credit scenes like Marvel yeah. does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I, this this show, this show, this movie made me want to see a show. Like after that wake up scene, uh-huh. I wanted 
oh, we got 13 episodes of School Days coming to Netflix. Like, I wanted... I could easily see this being on a streaming service. If BET was to pick up this and make it a series, Mm because since everybody named Mama got a streaming service now, (laughs) they would get my money. Um, So how about this? With the film, because you did mention it, if you could replace any character in the film with a different person. So, for example, Martin wasn't in this film. But let's say I replaced Half Pint with Martin. Oh, yes. So, who would you replace <laughs> in this film? So, number one, you, Martin, you may not know this. He's my favorite comedian of all time. <laughs> I'm definitely putting Martin as Half Pint. Okay. Because he would have added the comic relief. Yes, it would have been more it would have been more funny than <laughs> yes. Spike was perfect because he gave you the desperate yes. he was very desperate. Yes, yes indeed. Very I wanna fit in. Mm-hmm. I'm I, you know but Martin would have gave it the comic relief. Um I would have replaced Maybe maybe I would have made Rachel, you know, Shireen from House Party. Mm-mm. Okay. Because okay. she was in the uh, mm-hmm. the dorm scene yelling yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I would have made her Rachel. Okay, okay. I could see that. And then maybe I would have made, if I could do a swap. <laughs> <laughs> if I could do a swap. Denzel would have been an interesting dap. Mm, he could have made. Mm. He could have been played the hell out of dap. Mm-hmm. And a pretty boy, Julian. Julian did. Giancarlo did so well. He did. God, he did. If I, I don't know who. Let me see who could replace Giancarlo to be that. Mm. I, I could huh. definitely see Denzel being dap. Yeah, yeah, I could I see it too. See. That's all. That's all I got. For yeah, now. no, no, that's fine. Martinez half pint. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denzel could have done uh, Dap and Shireen could have been Rachel. Yeah, yeah, I could see all those changes. Um, I don't know. I think Radio Raheem, I probably would have liked to see him as a Julian, even though he's a little darker. Because Julian is so small, I think that does play to his his character, you could mm-hmm. say he got that little man syndrome or whatever. Complex. But to see a larger, more massive Julian who is more physically on par with Dap, I would like to see that. Like, oh, what, yeah. what, 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 what kind of story comes out of? We the same size, so physically it's a match. Now we have to be at Battle of the Wits because mm. I'm from Detroit, Motown. Like he said, yeah. like, he was <laughs> there, like what? What, that intense scene from a motherfucker that's eye level with you and not kind of looking up at you. <laughs> and he has that dude looking like he came straight off the Motown magic bus. That, man. <laughs> <laughs> that. Oh, shoot. Um, I think I would like to see... I like... I love me some Jane Toussaint. I love me some uh, Tisha Campbell. But Vanessa Williams, I wonder what she would, how she would have played this. She could have been a good Jane. Um, Yeah, I think so. I think so. Vanessa Bell could have been a good Jane. Or either... And speaking of Rachel, Rachel could have also been played by uh, Vanessa Bell Calloway, who was uh, the princess uh, on uh, Coming to America, mm, the one he didn't ooh, marry. Yeah. She would have been a good Rachel. Oh, as well. man. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, you damn right. You right. That shit. Okay. Well, um, how about this? If you could replace one of the characters in the film with yourself, who would it be? Who would I want to be? Yep, and why? Like, you, you you, could be yourself, you could play them exactly, but you switch with anybody in the film, and why? 
I'm definitely about to be Jane Toussaint. <laughs> Come on. I la 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 baby. And I'm flipping the movie on his head because the jigaboos would be the light mm. and the wannabes mm. would be the dark. Come on. Come on. Okay. Okay. That's nice. That's nice. It's just a little flip. Yeah. No, I can see that. Let's, what kind of film would that be today? Um, shit, for me, I think I would have fun playing a Julian type character uh-huh. because I personality wise would go more towards the, the ideals of Dap, but Julian being so such a conniving evil motherfucker and very much into this hierarchy and very much upholding these systems that are already set in place that he just happened to rise to the to the top of mm-hmm. I, I would like to play a character like that. How yeah. uh, just so mm. so it's kind of like you hate to love Julian. Yeah. It's one of those things. Yes, that's exactly it. That is <laughs> but exactly But you also it. love that you hate him. Yeah, say that, that again. That you hate that you love him. Say that again. <laughs> Shit, that little motherfucker. <laughs> and Dean Big Brother Almighty. Boy, Almighty. Yeah, I said that Almighty. <laughs> there you go. Um, shit. Okay, so would you recommend this film to anyone now? Absolutely. I would definitely recommend it to uh, maybe high school seniors, mm-hmm. anybody in college. Even just to go back, even in our age group, just to go revisit it. It's mm-hmm. just one of those movies that you watch over and over, like Love and Basketball, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, The Best Man. You know we got mm-hmm. our black movies yes, yes. In, in rotation, Ooh, and this is just okay. one of them. Okay. And so I would definitely recommend this to... You know, anybody that, especially if you're going to an HBCU, not saying that this is the accurate depiction of it, mm-hmm. but it just it just kind of gets you into that place to kind of understand black life and black culture mm-hmm. and to embrace your blackness. Yes, yes. Everything about this was black on black. It was. It was the blackest ass film, yes. <laughs> um, that being said, where do you think this movie is in the black pantheon lexicon? filmography of mm-hmm. blackness of like cult black films do you put it at the top in the middle towards the bottom I'm Ooh. definitely putting it towards the top okay okay um in cult black films like I said if if I'm going to name them in not any particular order I'm going to definitely have to say school days I said crush groove earlier mm-hmm. I'm going to say house party 1 2 and 3 <laughs> I'm going to say the inkwell mm. crooklyn mm. um What's something that's, that's oh the wood the wood yes the brothers the, <laughs> the wood, brothers the wood the best man deliver us from evil holiday that oh um, just you know that's just black hell Malcolm dude. X what's what? love got to do with white it man can't ju- white man can't yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um shit these movies probably gonna uh, pop up on this damn series so, <laughs> so y'all be listening out and I'll uh, come back yeah oh, come on oh for sure for sure um. Oh, uh, shit. What else? Um, what's the Eddie Murphy? Um, oh, anything. With with Eddie, a, a, a boomerang, boomerang for sure. Yes, yes. How can we forget coming to America? That. I mean, anything Eddie Murphy does for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. D- from the Nutty Professors mm-hmm. to anything. You know what yeah, I mean? The Dolomite that just. Uh, uh, that comes out next week, and yeah. I can't wait. It's yeah, I'm I'm such oh god, I love black. I love all I, black. I, I I'm rooting for everybody black. Everybody black. black. There you go. <laughs> that is the theme of this episode man, or this series. Shit. Come on. Um yeah, so I would say it's it's at the top in the in the lexicon. I'm gonna figure out what that listeners, uh CBN movie night, let me know what is the word for the black uh 
films is it lexicon pantheon whatever let, let us know because we don't know <laughs> um yeah so this what what's your final rating if you got a solid one through ten where do you put school days what do you rate this it? movie is gonna get a solid nine okay and i'm and and the reason why you don't get the full ten is because of the misogynist, mm-hmm. <laughs> rapey things that were going on. Mm-hmm. And but that's the thing about film. I guess you got to show it, but it, it was shown in a very acceptable way. Yeah. So yeah. that's why we're gonna just give yeah. it a nine. No, no, no. I think that's fair. <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah, school days, man. It. Uh, I'm sure I put in some clips in this episode already, or some sound bites. But y'all. If you have not seen School Days, please give it a listen, rent, watch, watch a scene or two. This is a damn good movie. Excellent. Uh, that say that again. There, um, with this film, there were I think there was a review, and I want to read this. I don't know who this person is, but they say um, there are things I liked about School Days. In particular, there was a scene near the end of the film where Giancarlo Julian and his girlfriend. It's uh, when he breaks up with her for sleeping with another student. All the while, completely aware that he made her do it. I've actually seen guys do this. Trick their girlfriends into doing something that later on they can use to as cause to dump them. And the reality of that scene carried such a raw emotional weight that it nearly derailed the rest of the film. Wow. I think that that was one of the best scenes that... Jan- now, the whole... She did good. Mm-hmm. The whole film. But that desperation that mm. she had trying to... Because she even asked him, why are you doing this? Yeah. That, though it is a traumatic and a horrible scene, that was such a good, that was an expertly done, like even them being the only two in a dark hallway mm-hmm. with only the light of mm-hmm. the windowsill illuminating your silhouettes and you having this, you could see the panic in her body language. Mm-hmm. You could see him. But he was so eloquently explaining his fuckboy shit. It is. He was on some fuckboy shit. Yeah, yeah. And this person, I felt them when she said it almost derailed the film. What mm-hmm. really makes me give it the nine instead of a ten is exactly what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. But not only that, when I said that it condoned some stuff, when they were walking up the stairs mm-hmm. and it, she's the only woman mm-hmm. and all of these men mm-hmm. are egging it on. Yeah. No man said, hey. Yeah. Hey, stop, bro. Yeah. That ain't cool, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like nobody yeah. did that. It's it, and, and and okay. And there's another thing to be said to this kind of herd mentality where everything you just said. Think about the men that were there. They were gamites. They were not senior members of the Gamma Phi Gamma fraternity. So you're already immersed in this group of eight people because he said it was ten at the beginning. Two mm-hmm. dropped off of eight people mm-hmm. who have been in this brotherly abusive online mm-hmm. the experience. break the break you down to build you up thing right so now we're riding off this high of being accepted into this group even if there was a feeling in the pit of my stomach like oh should they be doing this it's probably silenced by the fact that oh we're finally here we finally made it so this woman's safety has been superseded by your feeling of wanting to belong mm-hmm. and to be in this space and I'm wondering, with the absence of the senior members of the G- G5G, does that mean they would not have gone along with this? Because all he said to them was, oh, I'm dropping her tonight. I'm, I'm dumping her tonight. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, oh, I'm about to have her sleep with half pint. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if there's something to be unpacked there. Or if was, it was he abusing his power because he knew that yes. 
the the neos as we call them in yeah. Greek life. The neos would go along with it. Right, right, and that's and that doesn't make it better for the neos, but it is like okay, y'all in this space where ah, just it's one thing to make her sleep with this boy. It's another thing to have her do that, and then y'all sitting outside the door. Mm. That oh man, um, shit. As uh, if her tears meant nothing at all. Ooh, child. At, <laughs> 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 oh, child. Fuck. Um. Uh, they continue that School Days is first and foremost a period piece of 1980s pop culture. Many of the sequences, especially the ones requiring dancing and choreography, are hopelessly dated, which is I don't think is a bad thing. Hell, um, like early breakdancing videos. Well, that's I fine. mean, it was for that time. Yeah, you can't <laughs> do a dance that hasn't been person? created yet. Like, <laughs> um, they say dated is okay as long as there are elements to counterbalance is datedness, which, okay, I don't agree with this because if I make a movie now, it's going to be dated. Yeah. The clothing, even if I just put on a regular t-shirt and pants, yes. the cut of the pants and the style of the it's shirt gonna be dated. will change. I was looking at Rush Hour, mm-hmm. and I th- back then when Rush Hour came out, cine- cinematography-wise, it was mm-hmm. supposed to be like one of the best. Mm-hmm. Even Bad Boys, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Michael Bay films. Yeah, and yeah, I look yeah. at them now and through 2019 lenses, yeah. and it appears dated. Yeah. Because technology is going to keep improving. Yes, yes. So this is an odd critique, but I mean, I, I guess I get it. Um, they say that the all that jazz is a relic of Bob Fosse's toxic, uh, overindulgent mind in a '70s time capsule item, whatever. Um, however, the untouchable authority and supreme confidence he brought to it, along with the visual beauty and the letter perfect performances, made up for any drawbacks. Which okay, thanks. And then some jazz went from silly to sublime inside of 60 seconds. I, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I don't agree um, that the stuff that this person mentioned was even negative mm-hmm. because, again, this is the point of having these type of films so that you can look back and understand yes. what was going on at that time. Look, uh, Insecure, 10 years from now, is going to be dated, but people mm-hmm. will still watch it because, oh, that's nostalgic. I remember I was got my first job around right. that time or I moved to Florida when that right. came out. Or and I it's, a, it's for a certain type of... It's secure for us. It's mm-hmm. for the, the postgraduates mm-hmm. and navigating through that life. So, you, you know, it's for a certain demographic. Luckily, certain things catch on and becomes mainstream, mm-hmm. but usually it's mm-hmm. for a specific yeah. niche. Yeah, which is so interesting because you look at films like, let's just say, I don't know, what's the film that recently came out? Hell, The Shape of Water, whatever. Mm-hmm. That is a film that came out that everyone... Ideally, the studio thinks everyone's going to watch this. Mm-hmm. A Medea film comes out, and it's oh, black people are going to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a movie that's in film in theaters. Mm-hmm. Go see the damn movie. Right. So when it when you add blackness to something, it's like it. I think it gets critiqued and broken down in a way that white films and properties don't have right. to stand up to those same standards or get held under a microscope the way that right. black films are. And they don't just call it white film, right? Mm-hmm. Because although this was very black, like we said, mm-hmm. like we said, to me, National Lampoon's Animal House mm-hmm. is not uni- not universal. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. for them, they'll say that it's for everybody. Yeah. It's not. At all. So, like you said, when we know friends and mm-hmm. we know living single, yep. those same people that watch National Lampoon's Animal House mm-hmm. can come over here and watch School Day. And enjoy it, I'm sure. And enjoy it. Even if you don't know what the fuck going on. Um, I'll watch Telemundo. I can't speak Spanish fluently. I can pick up here and there. Mm-hmm. But I can watch the shit out of that. And and I and I don't think they need to cater to me. They don't. 
Because you can feel their passion right. and their facial expression. That, fam, <laughs> that for sure. Like, it's not a necessity. So when I watch films or I see something, a lot of critiques are, oh, why push diversity and inclusion? Because that's what the world is. Mm-hmm. Everyone lives in their bubble. I am a black person. I'm surrounded by a lot of black people. But I understand that it's not just black in the world. So I, I'm able to move in and out of this space. But and, and this movie is one of the reasons why. Because I, ha- I grew up watching this and Friends and Murphy mm-hmm. Brown and Living Single and all that. Um, so, shit, you got any final thoughts on the film or anything you want to say? If you have not yet witnessed the black beauty that is school day, <laughs> go to your local Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. YouTube uh, Facebook live stream, mm-hmm. your uncle house, your auntie house. <laughs> Somebody got an old DVD, Crank yes. VHS, VCR, yes. something. Watch it. It is a beautiful film film that was beautifully written mm-hmm. and beautifully acted. And in 2019, which is 21 years ago, I still think this film is relevant mm-hmm. and still good. Yes, yes, indeed. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, so yeah, go ahead and let everyone know where they can reach out to you online and while, uh, live tweet you while listening to this episode and follow your shows and whatnot. You can live tweet me on Twitter at Tune. That's T-Y-N-E-E-T-U-N-E. Also on Instagram at Talks. T-Y-N-E-E-T-A-L-K-S. Also on Facebook, you can just put in the search engine Talks. And you can also just go check out some of the things that I have, old blogs, at www.tanaytalks.com. And uh, I hope to see you there. You can follow me on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, Tanae Talks Podcast. All right, all right, all right. So, guys, remember those links will be in the show notes. So, do what she said. This is your call to action. Go and check out Tanae and share an episode or two or three or four. Um, you question know where to find me, Twitter, Carefree Blurred, all other social medias, Carefree Black Nerd. And if you feel so inclined, email me at carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. Remember to use that hashtag CBN Movie Night when listening to this show, this episode, this series. And hell, even when you're watching uh, School Days Live, use that hashtag to suggest other future episodes. Um, and answer these questions. What would you rate this film? Who are your top three favorite characters from the film? What is your answer to any of the questions that we asked each other above? Um, with that being said, guys, thank you so much for this second installment of CBN Movie Night's Movie Club. And... Um, Hell, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and uh, stay black as hell, y'all. Thanks for having me. Remember, <laughs> Tanae talks, and you listen. Thank you, Rain. <laughs> Thank you. All right, y'all. Uh, you love me more, me love me more. You do it. Do it. Do it, baby. Oh, my God. Look at all that weed. That weed. Look at all that weed. And when I was little, I thought it was their hair. Now I know it's nothing but weed. (laughs) Ah. Look at her.